0: Citizen sleuths
1: are focusing
0: on the brutal slayings of four college kids.
1: A new Paramount Plus original docu-series. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho college murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Quit as a roommate. It is a huge night. I want the
0: truth from you.
1: Hashtag cyber sleuths. The Idaho murders. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. The hit Paramount Plus original docu series returns. The last time I saw Max, he looked at us laughing, and then everything changed in a blink of an eye. My feeling as a detective is that he was murdered. Yahoo Entertainment calls it a spine-chilling docu series showcasing real-life tragedies. What if it was your child who went missing? We need to know the truth. Never seen again. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.
0: Welcome back everybody, another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King, joined here of course as always on our reaction shows by Mr. Jason Caldwell and we are reacting to Auburn's first loss to Arkansas in seven years. They fell inside Jordan-Hare Stadium yesterday 41-27. to It of course snaps. A six-game winning streak for Auburn in this series. So now in back-to-back games, they've lost both of their six-game SEC winning streaks. Uh, it's the first time Arkansas has beaten Auburn in Jordan-Hare Stadium since 2012. Um, lots of lots of bad things about this one when you just look at what this team is going through. Overall, Jason, you're talking about seven of eight SEC losses. And of course, it, it really should be... Uh, really should be eight straight. you're talking about losing nine of your last 10 games against power five opponents. Brian Harson falling to four and 11 against uh, power five opponents in his time at Auburn and I thought you summarized it really well. talking about it after the game look you know a lot of people have been checked out on Brian Harson um, since a couple games ago and for good reason this was an opportunity as you and I talked about all week for them to win that this was a game they could have won because even, even in this effort, I didn't, I don't think Arkansas is very good. They're fine. Um, don't think they're a very good team, but you wrote about after the game, there's, if there was ever not, not coming back in terms of Brian Harsin, not, not him turning things around in terms of being Auburn's head coach, but just salvaging something this season and and, and having some sort of optimism toward the end of the year. Um, that ship has completely sailed. Not only on Brian Harson, but but on this season, um, because when you lose to Arkansas and Ole Miss in the same year, um, it's it's pretty bad. And and now you know the the losses just keep piling up for Brian Harson. And, and again, yeah, I just thought you put it in a really good way, saying um, there's there's no coming back from this now. And and now it's just a matter of time before Auburn makes the decision to move on from him. Yeah,
2: I mean, you just look at it and uh, I don't know that there's any area where you look back to to when Brian Harson took over this program two years ago, a little less than two years ago. I don't know that there's one area that you can look at and go, they're better than they were then. I mean, it's been two years. Um, there's still good football players on this team. Now, there's not there's fewer of them than there has been in the past, you know, but there's still good football players on this team. And the the most troubling part of Saturday against Arkansas was that Auburn did the things it needed to do to win, created turnover, didn't turn the ball over, Bobby Ashford played really well at quarterback. They did all those things. And if not for a meaningless touchdown with four seconds left, they'd lose by three touchdowns at home to Arkansas. That's a team that Auburn just ran over and bullied a year ago in Fayetteville I and mean, just bullied them. Um, is Arkansas any better than they were last year? I don't think so. Matter of fact, their defense is a lot worse. Um, there's just not one thing I can point to that, that says, man, they're better than they were two years ago, not on the field, not off the field. That's, that's the concern. Um, because where do you go from here? Cause we're talking about this defense and you know, your defense doing the things it's doing now uh, is, is the, that's the part I still can't wrap my mind around that. You look at Colby Wooden and Marcus Harris, Derek Hall, Owen Papo, Wesley Steiner and, and, You know, Cam Riley, looking at secondary, Nehemiah Pritchett, Jalen Simpson, Zion Puckett. um, There's guys that have played a lot of football and they've played successful football in this league that they now can't get off the field. And and the lack of depth, the lack of proven depth, the lack of SEC depth, to be quite honest, is showing up for this team. Um, Arkansas, for some reason, decided they were going to come out and throw it a bunch in the first half yesterday when they decided, you know what? Let's just run a football. It had, what, 212 yards rushing in the second half, something like that? You know, it was over 200 yards in the second half. You're talking about another potential 400-yard rushing day. Well, we already know what it is. In three games against the last three opponents Auburn's faced, they've given up over a 1,000 yards rushing and 13 touchdowns on the ground. That is more than just about any Auburn football team I can remember in a season for a lot of the time I was growing up. Now, it's a different game but it's still true. You can stop the run. Um, this team can't do it. And that's a concern. Um, you know, just, but it's, it's breakdowns in every area. Um, and then you couple that with the issues in recruiting where they're not truly competitive in their own state at the moment, not just with Alabama and Georgia, but I mean, they're, they're losing guys to, to a lot of other programs too. That's a concern. And you start thinking about the future of this team and, a lot of those guys we mentioned on defense, you know, are going to be gone after this year. They, there's not anybody to replace them. If there were, they'd be playing right now. They're just not here. Where, are you going to get better? I just don't see it getting better. And hey, Robbie Ashford has has gotten better. He's an athletic guy. He's gotten a lot better, and it, just experience for him. He just never had played before. Um, you can see him growing, and, and and so there's something to build on at the quarterback position, in my opinion. Got some young wide receivers, but now can you put them in position to win? Can you find some offensive linemen? Um, I, I just, you know, when you look at it, to me, there hasn't been any put, any push, any growth, any moving forward, and and that's the bottom line. And you know, nowadays, you don't get the Frank Beamer, you know, where you go, man, we'll give you four or five years, even if you don't win. It, it doesn't happen that way anymore. Um, and when you look at it that way. I new mean, AD coming in um, potentially here pretty soon. Um, you know, I would expect you know for them to have a coaching search going on. Who knows? I don't know that it'll be before the end of the season. But nowadays, with the calendar, the recruiting calendar, the transfer calendar, the way it is, if it happens, and I and I think it will, then you got to be hitting the ground running very very early in December. All everybody moving the same direction.
0: Yeah, we talked about it last week. December 5th is when that transfer portal opens up. All the all the guys who who entered for Auburn this past week, or didn't, they didn't enter the portal but left the team. All of them in their social media posted, you know, I will be entering the portal um, come December 5th. There are going to be a lot of guys like that out there, like we've talked about, who haven't made posts on social media about it but are gearing up to do so. Um, you know, the, the season ends, what, November 28th, 29th will be the day after the Iron Bowl. And then the signing period is just a couple weeks after that. That transfer window, so Auburn probably can't afford to to drag its feet in that department. Like you, like you mentioned, we'll get to the AD stuff um, later. Like you talked about, but um, you know, you said this have never seen a stretch like this for for Auburn's defense. Um, you're right in a couple regards. One of them being, this is the first time ever in the history of the program they've allowed 40 points in three straight games. Like you said, again, this is this is a different this is a different era where offenses are going to just you know keep continually scoring more. Um, the better the better athletes get. You know, we've seen that over the past few years. But still, like you mentioned, very concerning for Auburn's defense to have fallen off um, in such a big way. And Brian Harson has no answers for it. I mean, he 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 actually you know, took a little bit of offense to a to a question yesterday about you know that this that this program has kind of prided itself on its defense the past few years. And he said, well, you know, are you talking about the teams that were here when we weren't here, the teams that we didn't coach? Well, that's the thing. That's te- <laughs> It's it's gotten worse since he's been here, and even even last year under Derek Mason, you had a you had a top thirty scoring defense, um, a team that finished seventeenth in, in defensive SP plus. You looked at five years under Kevin Steele, Jason. I think it was they averaged eleventh, I think, over his five season. I think between those in terms of an SP plus defensive finish, eleventh in the country. Easily, they were a top fifteen defense. Um, they've just fallen off in 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 such a huge way this season. And like you mentioned, they have talent. I mean, they have a bunch of good players on this defense. Um, And we talked about it before the game. If Arkansas can do its thing and run the ball and Auburn can't run it that well, that's probably going to be it. And that, that, that exact thing happened. I mean, Auburn even won the turnover battle. They didn't turn the ball over in this game, Um, but Arkansas was able to just wear them down. Auburn of course was decent on offense. They actually had their most points in an, or excuse me, their most yards in an FBS game this season, but they couldn't finish when they got across midfield. They had to kick four field goals or attempt four field goals. I think that kind of uh that kind of shows those issues there. But for the third straight game and, and for, you know, the fourth time in the past six games or so, um, it really goes back to this defense, which is continually not only taking a step back from before Brian Harson was the head coach, but it's taken several steps back even from last season, um, with, with Jeff Schmetting taking over as coordinator for for Derek Mason.
2: Yeah, this went back and looked, and you know, this this defense gave up some yards last year on the ground. I mean, it it, it wasn't like it was um You know, know, unheard of. I mean, they gave up 200 yards rushing to Georgia, 232 to Arkansas last year on on 54 carries, but that was a game Auburn won by two touchdowns. Gave up 217 to Texas A&M, and that was a game where Texas A&M just kind of controlled the ball, um, and Auburn turned it over a bunch of times, gave them extra possessions. They 149 to South Carolina. They held Alabama to 71, held Mississippi State to 72. But the kicker is they allowed eight rushing touchdowns total last year. You know, Penn State had ninety yards rushing last year against Auburn in, in Happy Valley. And and the last, you know, that five game losing streak that Auburn had, zero rushing touchdowns allowed in the, in those last five games by the defense. Um contrast that to what we've seen now from this team and, and it's 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 a nosedive. Uh it's not a decline. It's a nosedive. And you know, what we've seen from this Auburn defense, again, that's the thing I can't I can't fathom that what I'm watching right now from this team, because I have seen at times I've seen a little progression on offense. So there's still issues and they can't finish the red zone. And, and, you know, the problem yesterday was, you know, Arkansas is not a great defense, um, pretty porous, to be quite honest. And, you know, tank bigs, we had the one run other than that. He had like, what, 70 yards or something like that. The rest of the game, he didn't, he did not do much other than that one run.
0: So on the, on the ten carries, other than that run, he had twenty-two yards. Other twenty-two yards. yards
2: and Robbie Ashford had had a fifty-four yard run, and the rest of the game had very little. So Auburn, much of Auburn's rushing yardage yesterday came on two runs, and so and then that's that's part of it. Arkansas had a seventy-six yard run as part of their day too, but they also had a bunch of ten yard, fifteen yard runs um, on that on the game. Um, but yeah, the consistency in the run game is still an issue, other than against Texas A and M. They still have I mean, I think it's Ole Miss, excuse me, they still haven't shown they can line up and consistently run the football. Um And it becomes a Robbie Ashford scramble, see if you can make a play offense. And he did a bunch of those against a very, very bad Arkansas pass defense. It's hard to count on that, though. It's hard for that to be an offense to just go, hey, this go make something happen. Um, You know, now you look at Mississippi State, defensively, pretty good defense. They've had a week off A&M. Even though they lost, a little rejuvenated with, with a true freshman quarterback. West Kentucky can score. Um, then you got Alabama. Um, you know, we talked about it before the Arkansas game. This is an Auburn team that absolutely could could beat the next four teams on its schedule. Uh, I just don't know that I can see any any avenue for this Auburn team to win in Tuscaloosa. I mean, just I just don't see that. But they could also lose to any of these teams. Auburn played a pretty darn good football game on Saturday. Against to I'll say solid. I'll give them, I'll give Arkansas the word solid. Solid Arkansas team, and it was basically a three touchdown game. That's that's a bad sign. I mean, there's there's no way around it.
0: Yeah, it was not a bad game at all. Um, on offense, a very inconsistent game. Um, again, having to having to kick four field goals shows that you're unable to finish those those drives. And twice it was because Robbie Ashford got sacked around the 35 yard line. They faced a third and five or whatever and, and pushed him back and forced some long field goals. Um Yeah. I mean, we've talked about the end of this season and some of these games being winnable. Arkansas might've been the foremost among those Texas A&M or excuse me, of the, the SEC games, obviously Texas A&M at home, maybe just because they probably can't score as much as Arkansas can, but um, you know, any hope of it's not completely shot. Any, any hope of a bowl game is not completely shot. Cause like you mentioned, you can win these next three. Um, but it probably is. You, you, you're probably not looking at a bowl game um, for this team. Yeah, you know, I think you know four and eight or five and seven is is five and seven might be you know optimistic as you're looking at it right here because I wouldn't expect this team to slow down Mississippi State very much. You know, there's no reason to think that they'll beat A and M or or beat Alabama. But just overall in terms of what we saw from players after the game, you know, we've talked to everybody, several players after each loss, of course. Um, this one was a little different. Though this is not a still not a team that's quit Let, let's, let's continue to put that out there um still a team that's playing hard and like we've mentioned a couple times still a team that has talented players on both sides of the ball you know you saw guys like Robbie Ashford of course of course and Camden Brown was playing really hard at the end of the game he got some you know unprompted shout outs from his teammates for for playing hard down the stretch you saw some young defensive players get in the game um but the the mood was a little bit different after this one in terms of what we saw from players after the game. Um, I think one of them used the word defeated. I think that might have been Colby Wooden. Um, you know, we've there we've seen deflating losses and and anytime a team is three and five that your your mood is not going to be great. But this one kind of just put the cherry on top of of what this team has been dealing with um, you know, over the past couple months. Four straight losses. I just think this is a team that, you know, I'm not saying they're gonna pack it in. They're absolutely not. Um there are too many guys on this team who who care too much about Auburn and, and care too much about what they've done here in their careers. But this was definitely a, a deflated group of players. You saw it on the field. You saw it, Brian Harsh said you saw it in the locker room, and, and we definitely saw it talking to players after the game. Yeah,
2: uh, <clears throat> you get to a certain point where everything you've kind of you know, battled for starts to, to dwindle away, and then reality sets in. I think that's the first time for this Auburn team that reality set in yesterday. At Ole Miss, they went, look, we went toe-to-toe with a top-ten team. Yep. Had a chance to win. We turned it over, but, but you know, if we hadn't turned it over, had a chance to win that game, and they did. Yesterday, you go out there and go, look, we didn't turn it over. You just got a beat. Pretty good, pretty good game by your offense, but you weren't good enough just to stop Arkansas when they just lined up and ran it. And it goes from, okay, that's now a – that's a trend. That's not a, man, Ole Miss, pretty good running team. Now it's – okay, now that's Georgia, Ole Miss, and Arkansas. Um, And Arkansas threw the ball really well yesterday. K.J. Jefferson had pretty much all day to stand back there and throw it. And and now you start going, okay, you got to change gears completely. This past defense has been pretty good, but they don't have a ton of pressure lately. And now you got to go play Mississippi State, He's the last time out scored a billion points in the second half of a football game the last time you played them over here. Um, they had a bye week there. Backs are against the wall. I mean, it's a huge game for Mississippi State when you look at them and what they've done the last two times out. I mean, you know that's a team that has now you know you know lost uh you know lost three two games in a row three games and and you know this is a huge game for Mississippi State this weekend and and you got to go back on the road where you you know you you turned it over and, and had issues especially in the passing game but yeah I don't know I, I, yeah you're right just the mentality of this team. It, it looked a little different, you know, when you're talking about, you know, John Samuel Schenker, you know, when, when you're searching for answers and talking about we need to do things different than we've done because what we're doing is not working. Well, it, it's it's hard to make that work when you just go, well, let's blow it up and start over. Well, you're eight games into the season now. It's, it's you, you can't really do those things. Um, you know, we asked Brian Harson as well, what's the difference between you know, ask him a question. What's the difference between six and two and, and, and three and ten, your last 13? No said, answer. Zero don't, answer. Don't have the answer for that. If we did, we'd do it. Well, that's all the answer you need. Um, there's not an answer. The answer is you got to be better. you got to be deeper. And, and you can't get that by snapping your fingers. And that starts with recruiting, transfer portal. I know they only been here two years, but they've had one-and-a-half classes to adjust and a transfer portal to fix holes. And not only have the holes not been fixed, they've gotten wider and deeper. And that's the issue.
1: Greetings, Fantasy Warriors. I'm Heath Cummings, your guide to fantasy dominance on FFT Dynasty. Join me this off-season where mock drafts become epic showdowns and every pick shapes your legacy.
0: If, If I was Adam with the team that he's built, Will Levis makes so much more sense. And that's not all. We're peeling back the curtain on the future with our exclusive 2024 NFL Draft Prospect Profiles. Uncover hidden gems
1: that'll elevate your roster to legendary status. Puka After Cooper Cup, we really have no idea who's going to get the targets. Keaton Mitchell of East Carolina. Explosive speed is ridiculous. This isn't just a podcast. It's a playbook for champions. Subscribe to FFT Dynasty now and together we'll conquer the fantasy football frontier. Your dynasty journey starts here.
0: Well, and that's one of the problems, too, with um, one of several, of course, of you know, increasing frustrations for, for Auburn fans with Brian Harson that's been building over the course of the season. A lot of his answers make it sound like he wants to just snap his fingers and make things better. Well, you know, we need more action um, and, and not as much just want to um, just not a lot of specifics about about what the plan is to to improve over the end of the season, because it doesn't it doesn't necessarily seem like they have the tools to do so. Um, yeah, I mean, a guy like Colby Wooden, you know, who's frustrated after the game. Talking about the guys who left the team, of course, everybody said, you know, had a lot of respect for those guys. Talking about a guy like Robbie Ashford, you know, is a transfer. Colby Wooden plays next to a transfer along the defensive line. So, of course, they were respectful of that. But Colby Wooden said he, he, you know, is kind of emblematic, he said, of the way their season's gone. He said, look, you know, you don't have winning teams don't have four guys enter the portal in, in the middle of the season. Just doesn't happen, so he said, "You know, we need to get better from the ground up." And, then like you just mentioned, that's kind of what John Samuel Shanker said as well. Was look, everything we're doing is not working. And again, that's it's different. Georgia, you expect it I mean, you, they get pasted every year in Athens. Um, Ole Miss, you don't turn the ball over. You're probably have the ball with a chance to score at the very end of that game. Um, like we mentioned, you don't turn the ball over in this game. You just get beat um, straight up in, especially on defense. Let's, let's let's talk a little bit about that offense, though. Because again, they did stall out, but you, you wrote about it this morning, I think, and, and, and you made a great point about it after the game, comparing Robbie Ashford to Hendon Hooker. Now, Hendon Hooker might win the Heisman, that's that's not what we're saying, but he went from a very subpar, average player at Virginia Tech um, to just flourishing in, in what's bet the best offensive system in the country. When there's a coaching change and a guy like Ashford stays on the roster, I think Auburn fans can maybe get some positivity down the stretch of the season here if he continues to play like he did on Saturday because he threw for more yards against LSU this season but this was his most efficient performance um, very few throwaways if, if if I'm not mistaken I don't think he's had to throw the throw the ball away too often when he scrambled he was decisive and, and took off and got yardage um, ended up going 24 33 that's 73 percent of his passes um, 285 yards and and a touchdown there toward the end of the game to uh to camden brown camden brown by the way 83 yards in this game is the most by an auburn receiver in a game this season against an fbs team Javarius johnson had like 117 against mercer but you know there are some glimmers on on offense there um from your from your quarterback who is going to continue to be your guy for the rest of the season and again it it really it really wasn't too much on the offense that their defense just put them in such a bad position down the stretch here auburn had 468 total yards again that's their that's their most um in a game this season against an fbs opponent but i wrote auburn fans aren't in the mood for moral victories but this is the part of the season you look you saw a guy like desmond tisdale playing a little bit on defense and playing well you you, you know people are latching on to camden brown this is the part of the season where not going to a bowl game things are looking pretty bad you might only get four wins you have to latch on to some of those things and say there are building blocks once this thing is blown up. And once you're looking at 2023, these are some of the things that you can, that you can focus on, try to build upon.
2: Yeah, no question. I mean, you you got that. That's what you do right now in this situation, whether or not your coach will, we're coming back, whether you're building, whatever it is, you find something to go, Hey, we got some positives to to play for. Cause you know, for guys like Colby Wooden and Derek Hall and Shinker and these guys, um, it's it's not a very fun finish to to what's been really good careers i would assume that'll be the career for, for a guy like colby wooden um that dude plays as hard as you can possibly play I was making tackles sideline to sideline yesterday and um doesn't get much of a break um and so you know for those guys that they're hey bring along the young guys that's 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 part of the leadership role is to go all right guys I know it's not finishing or it's not starting the way your career wants it to start, but we we need you to finish better than, than this team has. You know, that's that's part of it, building for the future. When you start talking about, you know, guys like Desmond Tisley, obviously playing much more than he ever has in his career and played well the, the, the times I got to see him yesterday. But, you, know, you look up front and, and you know, you played, you know, Marce Joseph played uh, Marquis Burks. Um, we see Marcus Bragg, but those are guys that that are grad transfer guys. That's not building for the future. We did see some Jeffrey Emba. We saw him a little bit more yesterday, which was, is good to kind of get him into the mix and, and getting some of that playing time. We've seen Dylan Brooks continue to get some reps there as well, but he's really the only other edge we've seen. We haven't seen really anybody else there. So you're talking about one guy at the edge position taking away probably three guys on the interior. When you look at Colby Wooden, uh, you know I would think it yeah, he's a guy that's probably going to try his hand at the NFL after this season. Because, I mean, so much wear and tear on him already. That's going to be the issue for him. But you start thinking about, okay, where's the next group of guys? And there are not many options in there. Jason Jones has played solid football, um, had a a hustle, fumble caused fumble yesterday and a good job. Um, But there are not many of those options on that defensive front. And so you start thinking about plugging in guys there on the line of scrimmage on offense with Jeremiah Wright showing you and, and, and didn't get the start, but he did mix in and play Played probably the majority of the reps after not getting a start yesterday. He's a guy that looks like he's going to give you some opportunities, but he's also in his third year. So this is not a guy that you're going to have for three more years, even though he's a young football player. And so you start thinking about okay, you you, you just just line of scrimmage. Um, that's where it starts. That's where it ends. Um, that allows everything else to develop. And it's something that started under Gus Malzahn. It's continued under Brian Harson. But the big the big question and i won't say elephant in the room but is is because of the transfer portal you've got you got a real possibility that even the guys we're talking about right now some of those guys might not be here next year you may lose more of those guys so there may be a lot more holes on this team than we even realize at this moment that's the scary part uh, because this team can't afford many more losses and we've seen some of these guys in the last few weeks in the transfer portal as Colby Wooden said, that's what happens when you start to have a season kind of fall apart like this. Won't be surprised if we see a few more, to be quite honest, this week. And that's just the way it goes nowadays in college football. It's not an Auburn problem, but it's an Auburn problem because it's happening at Auburn right now.
0: Yeah, I'd honestly be surprised if we don't see um, any more here over the next couple of weeks. I don't, I don't think we'll see four in a week again. Um, I think that was the, the results of having a bye week, a little bit more time to – make a decision and, and talk over with your coaches. But yeah, I would definitely expect to see some more here before the end of the season. Um, We mentioned it earlier, speaking of blowing things up at the end of this year and and what that could look like for Auburn's roster next year. And of course, you know, the, the coaching situation um, what they choose to do remains to be seen in terms of, in terms of, you know, getting the next coach. Um, We can sit here and people can sit and project all day long, um, but really, before they had an AD in place, and they still don't have an AD in place technically. Um, you know, all of that was just was just conjecture. So maybe at some point here in the near future, that that will start to come into the light a little bit more. Um, one thing that has come to light here over the past 24 hours is um, it's 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 pretty clear that that John Cohen is probably going to become Auburn's next athletic director. This is something that picked up a lot of steam um, on Saturday. Of course, he is the current AD at Mississippi State former baseball coach, former head baseball coach there. He's been in the SEC a long time. Um, of course, you know, there's had a lot of discussions about a guy like John Hartwell from from Utah State. There were a lot of other candidates mentioned over the course of the search. And and of course, as we record this right now at 1242 p.m. on Sunday, there's there's still been nothing official and not sure there will be um, today, but it, it feels like probably pretty soon um that Auburn is Jason just just kind of walk us through a little bit um the the process here of them zeroing in on John Cohen as their number one guy um and what he brings to the table because you're talking about a guy who's been in the SEC a long time and I think it's so commonplace for people to just you know have an opinion just have an opinion of course I don't think there are a lot of people who know what makes a good or a bad AD um and in in this instance you know sure you can find some some downsides you can also find a lot of upsides here with uh with this hire at the end of the day it's a lot like a head coach we won't really know until a few years in the future um but but on the surface it it, if this ends up being the case which seems like we're about 99 percent there it seems like a pretty pretty decent move for auburn
2: yeah i know you know john cohen's a guy that that knows the southeastern conference um he knows auburn um has not been at auburn but he's the guy was born in tuscaloosa uh, played at mississippi state has been in mississippi state in this league as a coach now as an administrator and you know the the hard part is 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 you're right pulling away what makes a good athletic director because if you just look at wins and losses and you know coaching hires and those things okay the guys that the best schools historically are going to be the best athletic directors because it's easier to win at those places Yeah, an athletic director at Alabama right now or Ohio State, probably going to have a better coaching hire history than a guy at Mississippi State. But I think John Cohen's done some pretty good things. They won the first national championship in school history in any sport um, when they won baseball a couple years ago. Um, The thing that jumps out to me about what he's done is for folks that haven't traveled around this league um, as much as I have, as we have in these jobs, I've been boots on the ground everywhere in this league multiple times. Mississippi State, when I took over this, was akin to going to a big high school. That was the facilities they had. Now now Duty Noble Field's always been really good. But when you're talking about, you know, the the stadium, Davis Wade Stadium, and, and some of the you went, okay, that that's man, that's not an SEC stadium. You go over there now and and it is a place that you walk into and you go, man, this place is pretty spectacular. They have done more in terms of advancement in facilities in Mississippi State than any place in this league, any place. Alabama was already good. You know, Texas a and was already good. It's gotten a lot better. But in terms of where they were to where they are now, there's nobody that's done more than Mississippi State has. And what have we heard at Auburn for now the last 10 to 15 years? The biggest issue for Auburn fans has been what's happening at durden Hare Stadium. Now, You've already got a, a football facility that's, that's almost finished that will be moved into here in the next month, month and a half. That's already done. But you got a baseball that's moving forward. They've, they've approved um, you know at least the preliminary plans to do that. He just oversaw a complete just rebuild of Duty Noble and, and it's now as fine a ballpark as there is in the country. But I think you look at it and what they've done in, in, in football – the, the, the things they've added to that stadium. That's what people want to see at Auburn. They want to see, can you make advancements in a facilities way? Can you run an athletic department? Mississippi State's done a pretty good job in all those things. Obviously, football's important. It's always going to be important. But you make the right football, all it takes is one. Um, and, and they've made, I think it's 12 straight bowl games. Now, one of those was a, a 2020 season where they had a four and six record going into the year. Um, you know, because he only played SEC games or whatever. But they made 12 straight bowl games in Mississippi State. He's been there overseeing, what, the last seven or eight of those years. That's pretty impressive. And so um, I think John Cohen's a guy that knows this league. And I've heard, hey, he's, he's tough. Um, but he he's demanding. But he's also a guy that, that knows what he wants and knows how to, to guide a department. We'll see if he's the guy right now. I think he's the pretty heavy favorite. And this is a, you know, you know, Dr. Roberts. This is his his show. It's been his decision all along. There's been lots of names thrown out there. Some of them I think were in the mix. Some of them I don't. Um, the one thing I do know is that John Cohen's a guy, and I think there were others that were involved in this. This is not a fly by night. Late. Well, let's just jump here. He's been involved the entire time but he has a job and and that was kept quiet for a reason. I think there's others that were involved too. Um, so this is not a, a man, this seems pretty sudden. It's not sudden. It's been three right. or four weeks in the making uh, for this to happen.
0: This ends up happening. Uh, might not be anybody um, more thrilled about it than Butch Thompson. <laughs> it might be. It well, you got Butch Thompson,
2: here. you get you know, you got Johnny Harris who who was yeah, at this yeah, state, yeah. Um, very familiar with, with him and, Again, John Cohen's a guy that's been around this league. Obviously, has a baseball background, and Butch worked for him there. But um, I think this is, you know, this is one of those that, um, you know, like I said, if it winds up happening, and and here's the thing: we, we've heard, we've heard the word pushback. Well, there's pushback no matter who you hire. That's going to be part of it because I don't know other than hiring. Well, even if you hired Nick Saban, there'd be pushback from some Auburn because they wouldn't want Um uh, But you're going to have pushback. No matter who you hire in any situation, that's just part of it nowadays. World with with social media and people got somebody else they might like best. Um, that's just the name of the game.
0: Yeah, and it, assuming it's here within the next few days, going to be a pretty awkward coexistence for a little while um, with the with the head football coach. And we'll see at what the opening press conference uh, looks like from a from from it, our it, perspective. It, I would You're right.
2: That. It's it, it's yep. extremely awkward to to have a press conference for a an new ad and then everybody's the first question is going to be what are you gonna do about football coach
0: Well i was gonna say i wouldn't be surprised if we get hit with the uh no questions about football you know that i'm sure fun. it
2: would be but it's it's almost impossible to overlook that in, in doing those things so yeah it's uh, i don't know i don't know um
0: yeah, we'll see. timing of it
2: it feels like it's fairly close but that can change um that's why we always use the word expected use, yep. use the word expected to but it's not 100% right now. It feels close, um, but obviously that can change.
0: Yep, for sure. And we'll keep you guys uh, updated on all that. But as of Sunday afternoon, Auburn still has the same football coach, and they do not have a new athletic director. Um, one of those things works, again, expecting, as Jason said. <laughs> expecting to change uh, very soon here, and it's probably it's probably the latter one. Uh, but we'll see what happens. So Auburn uh, you know, continues its – Spiral this season. It's pretty much all you can say. Lost their fourth straight game. Um, lost to Arkansas at home for the first time since 2012. Defense is real bad. Like we like we were talking about here during the show. It's about time to just start looking at what you can build on for the future and 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 what you can be looking at once uh once there's a new staff in place because it's almost a certainty at this point that that will be the case once uh once a new athletic director is in place and, and if not then of course it's most likely when the season ends after the Iron Bowl. So appreciate everybody for tuning in today and listening to our uh, live stream watchers on Facebook. Appreciate everybody for watching as well. We will uh, we'll be back early this week with either developments looking ahead to the Mississippi State game or we might be talking about John Cohen. I guess both of those are Mississippi State related. It'd be pretty, it'd be pretty interesting if they end up hiring him on Mississippi State week, um, which seems like it has a pretty good chance of, uh, of being the case. So anyway, appreciate everybody for tuning in today. If you guys enjoyed it, please go leave us a five star review. That's the number one thing that helps us. The bumper music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can follow him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. And until the next episode, we will catch you guys later. Everybody, enjoy the start to your week. We'll talk to y'all soon. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found.